but I'm looking at her in that doctor's appointment. I'm looking at her thinking, oh, maybe she could do a workbook. Maybe I could write a workbook. And that's how it all got started. So then the idea floated around in my head for about two and a half years. You know, and I tried to get publishers, but nobody's ever done this before. Nobody's ever written workbooks for seniors specifically, you know, to kind of get their brains going. Nobody thinks about senior brains until it's too late. So I had publishers and literary agents tell me, nope, you've invented a new genre. We don't know if it's going to make any money. Sorry. So not only did I, I didn't know anything about publish, self-publishing. I didn't know anything about book layout or what program I was going to use, copyright, all that stuff. I, I had to learn and figure it out and figure out the layout for the books. And I also learned a lot about neurogenesis, and that's making new brain cells. Welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Boomer women. Are we wise women? Are we mavens? Are we crones? Hell yeah. And we're also still curious, fun-loving, interesting, the list goes on. This podcast is for you. My guests are folk who have a message for our demographic. And if you want to hear a specific message, let me know and I'll find the guests. This podcast is also a conversation. We women know its value, we know how to do it, and we must perpetuate the art form. I try and let my guests have the greater say, and usually we fit in a good laugh or two. Listen in now to today's guest. For many years, we older adults have been told to keep our brains sharp, do crossword puzzles, keep reading, stay active, find a hobby. But as time has gone by, the experts have also agreed that keeping on doing the things you've always done might not help stave off dementias and other cognitive issues as much as doing new things. So many of us have always enjoyed crossword puzzles, especially now with the internet. We belong to book clubs, and that's good as we also get some socializing in. Exercise stands alone as it also helps with balance and strength and cardiovascular. Today, I'm going to stay with the cognitive side of possible declines as we age. There's crosswords, there's Wordle, there's Sudoku, but most of us want a bit more than that in our lives. There's Trivial Pursuit and Scrabble and Upwards. You can tell the games I play, but those are hard to play by yourself. Now, I'd love to say there's an app for that, but I'm going to go you one better. I've got a guest for that. (laughs) You can say that out loud, especially that. Well, I just love that intro. That's fantastic. <laughs> Barb is my guest, and she's making uh, faces at me and thumbs up and things. So I thought, geez, that stuff's got to get out there. <laughs> okay. That said, I know very little about Barb, so I can't introduce her very well. We'll get on with the show and let her introduce herself. Barbara Giatti, welcome to the Boomer Woman's Podcast. Thank you, Agnes. I'm very happy to be here with you. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I am talking to you right now from Benzonia, Michigan. Um, it's a tiny little village. And I think if, if your listeners are familiar with Michigan at all, they've probably still never heard of the biggest city close to me <laughs> and, and from a very uh, rural area. But it's where I grew up. I grew up in Honor, Michigan, just down the road, population 300. And 
my life just kind of had some fun twists and turns. And I ended up living in Europe for about 17 years. And when you're from a town of 300 people, nobody really expects you to grow up to live in Europe. And then when you're living in Europe, you don't really expect that you're going to go back home to that little village and live in your childhood bedroom. Uh, but that's what happened. Uh, dementia happened. So I moved back about four years ago to uh, care for my parents. My dad had dementia real bad. And my mom currently has Alzheimer's. So that's what brought me back to Michigan. And I brought my uh, very good looking Italian husband. He's walking by. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I've done some sleuthing. He's good looking. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> if you're going to get one, get a good looking one, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so that's how I ended up here. And then in the course of taking care of my father um, in their home for two years, I learned a lot about the things we all do wrong when it comes to Alzheimer's prevention. And so I I think that's what we're gonna talk about is my attempt to help people learn the things we actually can do that work instead of the things we're doing that don't. <laughs> I wanna stick with dementia for a moment. <laughs> Full disclosure, my career was in elder care and I love dementia care. When we are 20, 30, 40, we forget something and we go like, oh, crap. We don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of older people still in my life and in their 60s, 70s, 80s, even into their 90s, they forget something and they instantly think they're getting dementia. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you're not a doctor, but tell us some of the things you have, you've learned about dementia. Well, I I'm in my... 50s and I do forget things but I know not to worry because the kind of the golden rule is if you accidentally put something in the refrigerator that doesn't go there but you realize what you've done you know you find it and you think oh that doesn't go there that's silly or or if you misplace your keys those things don't mean anything what means something is if you get what a key is for or you think that the tide goes in the refrigerator because it's supposed to be there. So those are some kind of clues that, oh, maybe something's not quite right. I was surprised by the range of dementia and not necessarily the, the kinds, but how it affects different people. So my dad was the kindest man ever. Uh, he never swore in front of us. He um, was just a blue collar tool and die maker. He was just the nicest, nicest guy. All my cousins love their uncle Bill. And then um, when I moved back and moved in with them, he was dropping F-bombs like crazy. And he threw, oh, a chair at me and an ice fishing spear at my husband. And he had just really, really, and he was still strong. So it was really difficult, but there was no really reasoning because you can't, you can't try to bring people to where you are. You have to meet them where they are. That was another, th another thing I learned is like, don't correct them, join them. You know, <laughs> if they, one of the things my dad did was um, they built that house in 1969. And one day he said to me that we had to go register the mailbox. Otherwise the mailman wouldn't be able to find us. So we had to go over to the little township hall. So the, uh, the mailman would be able to find us. Now I know 
that the mailman has been finding us for over 50 years, but he was somewhere, I guess, had just built the house. So I wrote a little note that said, uh, my father has dementia, please play along. And I took him to the township hall and I handed them the note and they were very kind, just so very kind. And they played on, okay, yes, sir, Mr. Schnarr, we'll take care of this for you. And it was just, it's so much easier to do that and so much better for them than to argue with them. Say, dad, the mail's right there. There's your mailbox. Or Don't worry about that stuff. Just, you know, as long as everybody's safe and just play along with them, you know, and then you... You find out things that they probably never would have told you before, too, because they, well, I don't think my dad knew who I was. I was just that lady in his house that took care of stuff. So, you know, he could talk to me instead of talking to his daughter. He was talking to that lady. And I think that that kind of gave us some moments as well. It wasn't just all bad. It was, but it was very eye-opening. If you have never been in the house with the person there is a huge learning curve. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I tell a similar story because I did go also, I, well, I moved to my mother's town and bought a big house that we could both live in. And whereas we used to have great laughs, I'm her only daughter, uh, you know, like all my friends thought she was a hoot. And as soon as she moved into my house, she would tell people that I was her jailer. Um, I was locking her up at night. I was stealing her money. Uh, she was just really trash talking me. Now, mm-hmm. the other part of my past is the fact that I said I was in dementia care. One of the reasons that I loved it and probably was fairly good at it is I loved carrying on those seven random conversations. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, you can make it fun, you know, and stay where they are and they're just calm and they're they're doing just fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really is interesting. Um I, I, it didn't happen to me, but I have heard other people like their parents revealed these big giant secrets and things like that because they didn't realize they were talking to their children and they never would have told them. Yeah. And before, you know, the, the, the Alzheimer's set in, they, they would have just kind of taken it to their grave, so to speak. But, you know, people are finding out things. She's <laughs> <laughs> not the remind me of that. <laughs> Maybe I'll grow, move to Europe when I get old because <laughs> my kids are all here. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <It'll> do <it. laughs> I don't want the kids oh, finding no, out. Have you run across anybody that has reverted back to their first language? Speaking of going back and forth between Europe and North America, I, I, I have friends that work in the industry and they have people that will just only speak Dutch now because that was their first language and they their English just disappeared. And like, unfortunately, none of the caregivers will speak Dutch or one of the, the smaller languages like that. Yeah. I think that's just fascinating, you know? It, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a doctor, but logically it makes sense, you know? But we I, had one gentleman in care who was middle European, I think, I can't remember, it was too many years ago. And he was a little bit grabby with the young female aides mm-hmm. and it, and you know it's that fine line you can't give them hell because it's not the real person doing that as a when when he right. was when his brain was healthy he would never have dreamed of doing that anyways at one point right, in time, as well well at right. some point in time one of the young women turned around and said opa no well and of course opa is grandpa and right. he just looked at her. And it was like, so everybody started calling him Opa, never grabbed a girl again. 
That's a fantastic solution. Yeah. Cause yeah, that, it, that kind of stuff does get really tricky, yeah. you know, that when they lose their, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, moral hug. Oh my gosh, Agnes, I just lost the word. <laughs> it happens. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Their boundaries like that. Yeah, it, it is tricky. And there's, you know, there's a lot of things that you, you, you touched on the, uh, the, the 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 your mother thinking you were stealing from her my dad oh my gosh we weren't allowed to go in the kitchen we weren't allowed for two years so i mostly just ate fast food or gas station food laying down in my bed upstairs because anytime we walked into the kitchen which was a big open plan so he could see from where he was sitting all the time even to go clean the refrigerator or anything oh boy there was hell to pay because we were, you know, we were stealing from him, according to him. And it, it's tough when they get to that point. You know, they 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 cling to people and things. Like he did not want my mom out of his sight because she grounded him. You know, and when he didn't know what else was going on, he knew that she was, you know, something that was safe for him. The familiar safe. You know? yeah. Exactly. And and so. I get it, but it was, you know, it's, I just really wish it didn't exist. You know? yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I will say from my experience as with the career side of my elder care is one of the hardest things for family is when their parent doesn't know them anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I always greeted my, my dad with, hi, dad. Now, I, I don't know, you know, because in, to me, that's placing me in his life. Mm -hmm but I don't know if it ever meant anything, but, you know, like I said, a lot of times I was just that lady, but there, there was, you know, times where I, you know, cause I'd buy them presents for each other for birthdays and things like that. And, um, or Christmas or whatever, I would just buy them presents to and from each other. <laughs> and I would try to get my dad to sign the card and he would trust me. He, I would say, okay, now we're going to do a card for your wife, Cindy. And just, you know, and I would help him write his name and things like that. So there was, you know, times where he trusted me, but other times, oh boy, oh boy, it it, it was, yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah. Well, my two thoughts there are, first of all, when you talk about ice picks and eating gas station food for two years, is mm -hmm. that handsome Italian husband of yours must also be a saint. <laughs> <laughs> he took a job in a restaurant. He had never worked in a restaurant before, but he took a job in a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, just so he could eat proper food. <laughs> There's always a solution. That's great. <laughs> but, you know, but he, he, did, he, he put up with a lot of stuff. And now, and everything that we went through, my mom doesn't even recognize him. So it, it's kind of difficult for, you know, and this was, he first came to America, you know, and threw him into this situation. And, and he really did put so much effort and love and kindness into my parents. And, you know, it's just gone. Well, so. it, it, it may be gone, but I still maintain that, you just don't know what's still going in. Right. You right. Know, I, I just, yeah, I was always careful about that. And my other thought is, is to commend you because when parents forget who their child is, oftentimes that's when the child quits visiting or being a part of their life or something. So, so that's great. Yeah. So yeah. one of the reasons we're talking today is because of something called senior workbooks. Um, now, I mentioned at the beginning, I don't know a lot about you, but we I found you on Instagram because that is your Instagram handle, uh, yeah. Senior Workbooks. 
how did those come about? It sounds as though you were pretty motivated to to help your parents. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was, well, my background is in television, actually. So back in college, I took a ton of writing classes that I really didn't use in real life, <laughs> but I take them and sort of had them in my pocket. Well, um, after we moved, shortly after we moved back, uh, I went to the doctor uh, for my dad. He was doing a cognitive test and we knew he was going to score real low on it. But it was my father, my mother and myself in the exam room with the doctor who has been a family friend for forever. And he was t- talking to me about, you know, my dad scoring real low and everything. And my mom piped up. She's like, well, I do crossword puzzles. And the doctor shot her right down. He said, those don't help. He said, that's just stuff you already know. You need to learn new things. So I'm looking at my mom, nice lady, but she's a bit older and she calls the whole internet eBay. Okay. So I'm looking at her thinking, okay, this lady's never going to go on Duolingo and learn a language or anything. She can't operate a smartphone. Like it's just, or in sending her to a website is just setting her up for failure because, and then she'll give up because everything's online now. All the learning tools are online. But I'm looking at her in that doctor's appointment. I'm looking at her thinking, oh, maybe she could do a workbook. Maybe I could write a workbook. And that's how it all got started. So then the idea, I'm I'm telling you, the idea floated around in my head for about two and a half years. And I was like, you know, I tried to get publishers, but nobody's ever done this before. Nobody's ever written workbooks for senior citizens specifically, you know, to kind of get their brains going nobody thinks about senior brains until it's too late so i had publishers and literary agents tell me nope you've invented a new genre we don't know if it's going to make any money sorry so not only did i i didn't know anything about publish self-publishing i didn't know anything about book layout or what program i was going to use then i was going to have to learn you know all that copyright all that stuff I, i had to learn and figure it out and figure out the layout for the books And I also learned a lot about neurogenesis, and that's making new brain cells. And a lot of our seniors just get parked in front of a TV. So I don't know what they've got in Vancouver, but like, so here where I live, they'll watch the news all day, then Wheel of Fortune, then Jeopardy, then back to the news. And they won't move their bodies and just kind of melts your brain. So putting the, the learning into a, a book and format that they're used to and something they can do on their own and turn off the TV for a while and work on a module or two and have, you know, enjoy that and and learn something, get the brain going. And then, you know, go back to watching TV if you want, but move your body, please. But, (laughs) but that that's just how this got started. And I'll tell you what, my mom, she's kind of past the point where these are going to help her a lot. But she loves doing them. And so now I have five of them that I'm just so thrilled with these things because they're the books that I would have given to my parents if something like this existed. The closest thing I can think of is maybe like a second grade, that's grade two, (laughs) you know, homeschool kind of book for, for kids, you know. Those kind of things are okay, but they're kind of geared towards kids. Mine are written for adults. You know, it, it, the topics they may have learned before. I mean, I'm all over the place. And, and that's on purpose. 
um, because I want to keep the, the people engaged. So it'll be about maple syrup or Spain or bees or rainbows or pugs or the moon. And, you know, they'll finish up a, a module, say on pineapples, and then it'll switch to something completely different, like Norway, because I really want them to enjoy the books and learn in a format that they're used to. Well, I, I did some homework. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> while I was looking at your workbooks, I was reminded that just recently an elderly client was asking me about rainbows and oh. I'd forgotten most of what I knew. Yeah. I saw the subject of paleontology and that got yeah. me excited because in my youth, youth, I really wanted to be an archaeologist. Oh, me too. Yeah. It was Greek mythology. And I love yeah. asking my 13-year-old grandson about Greek mythology because he <laughs> knows more than in 10 other any other 10 people I know. <laughs> butterflies. Last yeah. week, my friend and I were wondering how butterflies could end up in England without starving as they blew across the Atlantic. <laughs> and then two weeks Great ago, question. my podcast guest was most professional and informative until she broke into howls of laughter when I questioned her about her not so secret life in New Orleans. So, oh, agree. <laughs> there you go. Now, before our listeners say, okay, Agnes has just given it all away. I don't need to buy the book. That was just one, to one topic out of each of your five books. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. What I do. Oh, go ahead, Agnes. No, no, no. All I was, that was just probably, you're probably going to answer. How do you decide? Oh. Well, kind of whatever's on my mind, because I don't answer to anybody for these things, right? So I can write about whatever I want. Yeah. So um, some things I'm really interested in, but um, I'll tell you, I have a little pug called Mushu, and she was just, I was trying to figure out topics for one of the books one day, and she walked by. I was like, oh, pugs, that'll be cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, you know, Italy is in there. It just, I, I vary the books. Like I make sure I don't put like two food things together and, or I don't put too many countries in one book or things like that. I mean, I do think about stuff like that, but really it's just kind of things I think of and I, that I think would be interesting. And, and like you were saying about the rainbows, I know I learned all that stuff before, but I a long time ago so when I'm doing these a lot of it's new for me even though I learned it maybe in high school <laughs> or you know grade school yeah but it, it, it it's a long gone you know replaced with other stuff that you know how you kind of compartmentalize it's really neat for me there's a lot of countries I've been to a few countries but there's a lot I haven't been to I haven't been to Japan but I wrote a module on it so I could learn a little bit about Japan yeah so this is almost like self-therapy <laughs> it is it is <laughs> You're writing books for the rest of your life just to keep your own brain stimulated <laughs> right right yeah I know I yeah I do think about that you know it's like oh I I hope it doesn't get to the point where one day I'm like oh this is a nice book <laughs> you know? yeah, right. uh -oh. this looks this looks fun <laughs> But what I do is I write two pages about a topic. So let's take, say, turtles. So I, I write two pages about turtles, which, I, you know, again, if you don't have, I don't think about turtles very much. <laughs> you know, it's like not something that's on my radar. So um, it was cool. So I wrote, I learned and I wrote two pages about turtles. And then um, every module has the same format. So it's always uh, a bunch of follow up, um, fill in the blank questions. It's usually around time to fill in the blank questions. And then I have um, a word scramble. 
I have, I ask them to write two paragraphs about that topic because I want people writing as well. I, I have a crossword puzzle in there as a learning tool, not a standalone, but as a learning tool and a word search as well. And then I, I even put in a coloring page because, you know, I, if they're interested in coloring, that's great. You know, there you go. Adult coloring books are fabulous. Yeah, yeah I love them. And, and so, um, you know, I would, when I, because uh, I do go to craft and farmers markets and things like that. And, and um, for a long time, I had, I would throw in a, a little box of colored pencils. Um, I need to get some more, but just be, just so they have them. So they, so they do them. And then, like I said, I switched to something completely different. I can't remember exactly the order, but I, so let's say we've just done her. Oh, I don't put the answers in. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. 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 I don't put the answers in the books at all um, because the whole point is learning. Now, when I think back about when I took algebra, <laughs> you know, the, in math, every other answer was in the back of the book. And so I could kind of look at it and figure it out <laughs> backwards. I could reverse engineer right. it. But this one, I not, even for the puzzles, I don't put the answers in because I think that the, the the working on trying to remember for the crossword puzzle what they just read. So they have to go back and look and then they read it again and then, you know, and, and figure it out. And so I don't expect people to read the two pages once and then just remember everything. Although some people might. I know I wouldn't. But, I, you know, they a lot of times people will have to go back and forth. And, and, and so hopefully it sinks in. And gets the you know the neuroplasticity in your brain going and the neurogenesis and everything. That's what what that's the whole goal is to keep your brain healthy with these. Well, I, I would also, what because of my background, suggest that you need to go to seniors' residences and promote these to the rec therapy department. Because Absolutely. Whether it's one on one or in a small group, I mean, you start talking about Italy or turtles. Out of a group of six, two people are going to be able to say something about that or ask a question yep. or something, you know, and conversation I, is just as good as a lot of other things. Socializing is huge. There's five things you can do to help your brain. Um, learn new things, move your body, get enough sleep, eat brain healthy food and socialize. Those five things are the best you can do. Uh, it doesn't guarantee anything, but that's the best thing you can do for your brain as far as prevention goes. So I found with senior centers, I, I talked to a lot of activity directors and things like that, and they love the books. They're going nuts over them. But here's the thing. A lot of times they would buy one and make copies. And while I, I want to help people, also, this is my livelihood. So um, I do, I finally came up with a licensing system. So for elder care centers and places like that, um, I have a discounted price, but they have to buy X amount based on how many beds they have. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so, you know, but I think, I think these would make amazing welcome gifts for any elder care center, you know, just when they arrive, here's your new home and enjoy this book. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Oh, that sounds great. You've got other books as well, though. I do. So I have a couple of Kindle books and these were kind of a way to draw people into the workbooks. I don't have a huge marketing budget. You know, I'm just doing this on my own. I don't have a marketing team. I don't have really any help. So <laughs> um, I do every single thing from layout to advertising to everything I do. So you can write a Kindle book and publish it and have direct 
to your website. You know, if people like it, they can read it. So I've got, but I did do two books, um, uh, one on Kindle. One is a guide to seniors and neurogenesis. What is it, you know, and why is it important? And then another one is about sleep and how important that is with seniors. And I think I've got those priced really cheap, like two ninety nine or something. But I and they're just little guides and stuff that we never think about, you know. Especially people who never had to work with seniors, we don't think about, you know. We think, oh, they get up so early and they eat dinner at four o'clock. Ha ha ha. But we need to make sure that they're actually getting enough good sleep, you know, because there's a, you know, sundowning happens because they're they're brains just kind of you know they've been awake all day or maybe a nap or two but they but primarily they've been awake all day and their brain the, the blood is you know not getting to where it needs to be because they need to sleep they need to recline they need to recharge their brain so sundowning just the, the quick little version of it is like when um they really aren't making sense anymore if they normally make sense during the day or they're having issues walking around or things like that or you know they they get lost even inside their own house things like that where they normally wouldn't during the day they really need to sleep and they need to get good proper sleep um often people like my dad would go to bed but then he'd get up and he'd around midnight and he'd take off he'd open the door or he'd just go sit on the porch and my mom would yell at me to come down and go outside and sit with him and I had to get up at 5.30 the next morning for work, but I'd go outside and sit on the porch with my dad, just be there. And then the same thing would happen the next night. And I'd say, mom, I can't do this every night. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I just did this last night. She said, no, you didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, they also, you know, their bodies just need a chance to recharge and, and process food and, you know, just get back on track. The sleep is critical. I mean, it's in that top five that I said about, you know, the things you can do to help prevent Alzheimer's or push it back. At least I, I never say that I can prevent it because I can't delay, you know? Yeah. yeah. But at least try to push back the onset. You know, there's, there's no magic bullet right now. I think people need to realize this too. There's no one pill you can take because there's so many causes of Alzheimer's disease there, you know, people are always looking for the magic bullet. Okay. Well, if I take this, I won't get Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah, that doesn't work that way, you know. So just doing those five things can help try to push back the onset. Yeah. Well, and if only because you're at least feeling like you're doing something positive, yeah. constructive. And and as a caregiver, you know, you're talking about sleep. It's so important mm -hmm. that the caregiver gets enough sleep too, which means supports yeah. for the caregiver. You know, Absolutely. So, a lot of caregivers get lost. Yeah. You know, they're just trying because their whole life becomes this other person's life. It is really, really hard on caregivers. Well, I don't know what your mom was like, but I mean, a lot of spouses try to cover up their their, their spouse's dementia as well. You know? My mom, um, she actually didn't realize what was going on with my dad. Okay. So she didn't realize how bad it was. And then she would forget every day how bad it had been the day before. So... So a lot of times she was just living her normal life and there was a lot of me putting all the pieces back together, you know, and then it, it, it bothers me though. People always say, because when you're caregiving, you know, and there's a lot of stuff about like, oh, 
take a spa day or, oh, make sure you go on a girl's trip with your friends or, you know, have that three glasses of wine. None of that is possible. <laughs> I tell you, as someone, none of that is possible. I couldn't leave my parents. I couldn't, you know, and my mom, especially after my dad passed, my mom refused to be alone. Absolutely refused. But I, my husband and I both still had to work. So there would be a few hours where we just couldn't be there. And if I was, I, I wrote down in big numbers, Barb is home at this time. And we got her one of the dementia clocks, you know, that are real nice with the date and the day and, and everything. And um, if I was five minutes late, like maybe I got stuck at a store in a line or something, she would call the police because I had abandoned her. And that wasn't the case at all. Or she would call my brother who lived way out in Washington state. And then I was the bad guy. And, you know, because he would believe her because why not? That's his mom, you know? So it was, it it was there was nobody I could get to stay with my mom for more than two days. So um, my husband and I were able to take off a couple times. My cousin would come over, but she was done at two days. That's it. She could, she didn't want to do anymore. But there was times that I, my husband and I would like to, you know, we wanted to go out for dinner early, like maybe five o'clock. And my mom would call when we were on the way there saying, come home right now. You come home right now. Just because it was all about her not being alone. Yeah, I wasn't to go take a spa day i'm sorry (laughs) you know caregivers you know if you're in the thick of it you just don't you just you just have to become that it's all about the other person it's not about you at all well and as you were saying that i thought you know jeepers (laughs) a caregiver goes on a spa day they may never go home again (laughs) right this is the way I should be living. <laughs> Here's your chance. Take it. <laughs> I did a, you know, a lot for my parents and I don't regret it at all, but it, it was really, really tough. That's why. So my name is Barb Jotty, but I write under the name Barbara Schnarr, which was my maiden name. And I do that to honor my father, you know, because even though I got the idea because of some things my mom and the doctor had said, he was the reason we moved home from Europe you know, to take care of him. And I, my dad was a really cool guy. So, so, you know, this is all for him. And, you know, I know he would be proud of these things that I'm doing. I mean, like I said, I'm just a regular person. I'm not a doctor, you know, none of that stuff, but trying to help. And you also got to think that it's not just hard on us. It's hard on the person as well. I, I don't know ever what, what he felt like because he couldn't articulate that anymore. But I know it was hard on him and not just not being able to find a word or finding the word that was close to the word he wanted, but it wasn't quite right and he knew it and that kind of stuff. Not just that stuff, but like just knowing that something's wrong and not being able to fix it with his mind, you know, knowing that, okay, something's wrong. And that's gotta be so scary. Well, and I hope you take the time to realize that as dreadful as all of that dementia was, maybe is still, is your mother still alive or? My mom's alive um, and, and she, um, uh, she has a nice lady that takes care of her now. Okay. Yeah. So all I was thinking is the, the gift to you is this new career, these workbooks, this, yeah. you know, like the, you yeah. would probably never have done that if you hadn't come home to 
especially your parents' dementia. You might not have cared quite as much about your next door neighbor or something. No, never in a million years. I mean, dementia, people had it. I have a lot of aunts that had it and things like that, but it never really touched my life, my immediate family. And then when it did, yeah, it, it really did. But I would never have thought of something like this before. There's a wonderful Australian lady named Leonie Dawson, and she has these really cool workbooks that you do every year for your life. You kind of set out some goals that you want to do, 100 small goals, and then the really big ones and all this. And I've always liked doing her workbooks, and I'm working on Italian, and I found that I learned well out of workbooks and stuff. And so that piece just kind of fit. And then having all those writing classes a million years ago kind of fit. And my parents getting sick kind of fit. And, you know, and and so it just, it all kind of worked out together magically. Like, you know. The universe had a plan for you like 35 years it, ago. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> now, the other thing I'm going to throw in here is if I saw correctly on Amazon, this has all come about this year. Yes, Variety Volume 1, which is the first one, the blue book, um, was published January 15th. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. I, um, like I said, they kind of floated around in my head for about two and a half years. And this, the first book, it took a really long time to write and get it right. And since I'm self-publishing, I'd have to get a proof sent to me and then it'd be like, oh my gosh, these graphics are all fuzzy. What's going on here, you know? all that kind of stuff. But then I had a system. Once I figured out everything that I had to learn and everything I was doing wrong, then I had a system. And then then it just came. So uh, so now I've got the five. I've got four variety books and one book that's just American cities. And I had planned on doing another one that's just animals this year, but I don't, I'm not going to get to it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm kind of like thinking, okay, this is, this is it <laughs> for now. <laughs> So 2023 has been about uh, writing, so much writing. And then 2024 is actually when I'm going to start working uh, really hard on the translations. Because my goal is to be able to, so I have two goals. One is to help educate people that they need to keep learning. And even if they don't buy my books, figure out a way to keep learning. The other thing is I want to have these available all over the world in local languages. And I'm really excited that and I have the first one done in uh, Spanish now. So I'm super excited about that. But 2024 is going to be the huge marketing push and the translations. And then maybe I'll go back to writing again. But And then I actually do have a couple of just plain old word search books that I made on Amazon. They're just for fun. You know, they don't help you or anything. But, you know, sometimes when I do, I notice that when I do craft markets and things like that, I do a nice one in Traverse City, Michigan, every Saturday in the winter. People aren't really, some buy the workbooks, and that's great. Others are like, I don't know if she's going to like it or not, you know. So I have um, some word search books set up that they can get. And then, you know, like I said, I don't have a marketing budget. So I always have my my website everywhere on those and trying to get, get them to go to buy the workbooks, which is the whole point. <laughs> so. No, absolutely. Yeah, so I do, I've got uh, three large print word search books right now, so. Well, you can tell people who don't want to buy the workbooks that I said (laughs) that it's a cop-out because you should be able to make a topic of conversation out of 
almost anything. I really like that. I, I really like that. You know, you meet new people and, you know, I'm sure the other person doesn't won't know as much about pineapples as you do. If you read the book. Right? <laughs> but earlier in this, in our conversation, you said that, you know, people are learning things about their parents that because the parents don't realize they're talking to their kids and they're letting go of these oh, family yeah. secrets. You know, who knows that there isn't a family secret that they worked on a banana farm in Australia for two years. You know, that sort right. of, thing. you know, That's just, cool. there's just, you don't know everything about your parent. <laughs> I forgot. I actually have another <laughs> series. This is just this tiny little one-off things that I did because I had had a repeat customer and he told me that his wife really liked the books because she wanted to practice writing because she'd had a stroke. So that kind of inspired me to do just these little writing prompt books. It's 50 writing prompts. And it's things like, write about a time you were proud of yourself, or what's your favorite recipe and why, or when was something, what was something that really scared you and how did you overcome it? And so I've got those in English and then a handful of other languages right now. But I think those are kind of neat, too, because they'll stick around, you know. And so the, the the children can maybe find this book that the per the parent was practicing writing in and say, wow, I never knew that about my mom. I never knew that that was, this, you know, really scary for her or. Well, it's interesting because I, I have in my notes here that you have OT writing prompts. Now, yeah. when I think of writing prompts, I think of things like, you know, what do you, you tell us about the colors of the leaves in the fall? But if yeah. it's actually about their own lives, that is hugely yeah. valuable to family yeah, so members. It, it's all questions about themselves. Everybody likes talking about themselves, right? So it's it's kind of all over the place. You know, what's your favorite movie? Why? Write about it. And it, it's just like one page, lined page that they can do. And yeah, so, and it, this was because, you know, my books are, are great, but the, the writing and see, there's all these things I'm learning along the way too, in talking to people. So, you know, I had this idea and I didn't really tell anybody, but my husband heard a lot about it <laughs> before <laughs> he's still hearing all about this all the time. But, you know, but in talking to customers and it, as I, you know, do these markets and go to bookstores and whatnot, I never would have thought about having, like, I just had a little bit of writing in there, but I never would have thought of having like a, a writing prompt book for people that have had strokes. You know, but, it just, but yeah. you know, as you get older, you have arthritis, you have all sorts of things that can happen. Even if that elder cannot sit right anymore, it's a perfect prompt book for the child or grandchild who's going, you know, instead of just the usual, how did you meet? You and dad meet. Yeah. You know, these are yeah. other questions that they could That's be asking to get a really good insight. And, and the younger person can do the writing for that matter. But boy, it can really open up some conversation or hit the record button on your phone or your tape recorder i'll tell you what agnes <laughs> when i have when this actually takes off and i you know am able to hire someone i'm gonna hire you <laughs> to to be my pitch person because you you know this is fantastic just absolutely fantastic the things you're saying and the you know the ideas yeah so. it's well this is this is great <laughs> okay, um, let me go through. Uh, oh, actually, do you have any advice? Just going strictly into the business now. Do you have any advice for a listener who might be sort of thinking, oh, I've had this idea, maybe books, it may be knitting books, it could be anything. 
because it sounds like you had a, a learning curve, but then boom, when you hit the market, you've just been so prolific yeah. this year. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, just do it. It doesn't do anybody any good sitting in your head. You will feel a thousand times better once you get it out there. And there, if you don't want to go through a publisher and the cons for both self-publishing and using a publisher, I self-publish. It works really well for me. I'm able to do that through Amazon. Amazon has a publishing thing, as does Barnes & Noble, uh, BN Press. They do um, print-on-demand as well. Lulu.com is a good resource. There's, there's a whole bunch of print-on-demand. I would stick with the big names, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Lulu, those ones. Never pay anybody. Like if somebody says, oh, I'll you know, I'll publish your book and I'll do all this for you. No, because there's places that'll do it for free or, or pay you. So I've actually had this, had this conversation. Somebody was saying that what, what I was doing, oh, that costs $500, you know, you only get six books. I'm like, what are you even talking about? You know, through, through Amazon KDP, they're publishing. And I said, no, it doesn't. But she, she had found this third party thing that would do the exact same thing that I had done for myself and charge her $500. There's a fabulous book. It's called Self-Published Millionaire. And it's by two guys over in England. And they write music uh, instruction and music theory books. And they've been wildly successful. Don't expect you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Here's the, uh, the, the biggest thing is, in my brain, everybody could use these books. Why aren't you getting this for your dad? You know, all of this stuff. It takes a real long time for your books to take off, but don't give up. And then you'll be inspired to do other stuff too. But get a book like Self-Published Millionaire. I just happened to get it on Audible. I listen to Audible all the time in my car. And and this was fantastic. And so then I bought a print copy and gave it to that lady who told me the story about wanting having to pay $500. I'm like, no, you got to read this. But it has a whole bunch of really good marketing information in there. You know, why you should build your email list and all that. It, yeah, uh, just just do it. You'll feel better when it's done. <laughs> well, two two thoughts. First of all, I will plug my own podcast here. Last June, I interviewed uh, Alexa Nazaro, and she has a publishing company uh, back east in Toronto. And she had so many good thoughts. Like, I mean, obviously, she was promoting her own business, but she also gave so much more information. So you can go, a listener can go listen to that. But mm -hmm. also, now I have forgotten the second thought. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Because I have actually thought about, should I have Canadian versions? So both in English and Canadian English and Canadian French. Because when I do this, I do want to have like the, the, the King's English, the British version. I know Canadians, you're kind of a hybrid between American and British English. So... I was wondering, should I do that? And then with the French Canadian as well, because that's different than France French. Yeah. So what do you think as a Canadian, would you mind if like I promoted my book in American English up there? Or are you just kind of used to it or? I think we're pretty used to it now. I, I okay. must admit, you know, if I'm talking to a Canadian, I'll say Zed. If I'm talking to an American, I say Z. You know, so I think I <laughs> yeah. might not be the right person to ask about that. Okay. That, that <laughs> said, right. you know, if you were to do something as simple as change, you know, color from C-O-L-O-R to C-O-L-O-U-R, right. those little things, right. I think most of us notice right. that. 
but okay. Oops, rearrange my. You're fine, but it, you, but you yeah, didn't notice, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the quintessential Canadian spelling word is colorization, because you do the O U R like the Brits would do, and you do the zation with a Z, Z, <laughs> as the Americans would do. Okay, so you see, and like I. That's where I'm not the right person to ask because my mother was English. Okay. So I spell okay. mum, I spell mum, M-U-M. I okay. interchange S and Z depending on the word and what I'm thinking about at the time. So yeah, I'm not the right person to be asking these questions. So. All right. Maybe I can listen to the publisher podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, there's... Just write your book. Just get it on paper. Now, for the because mine are rely a lot on pictures and things like that. I did get a program called InDesign by Adobe, the people that make Photoshop. And I don't know InDesign. I didn't know anything. I'd never heard of it before. But a, a graphic artist friend told me I should use that, so I got it. Um, and I can only do what I need to do in InDesign. <laughs> I've only learned what I need to do. And so that's, you can actually make the whole book, just kind of figuring things out. I write on my, uh, my Google Drive account. You know, I just write it all up. If I didn't have to have pictures in it, you can just save a document as a PDF and upload it to these places, um, bn.com, which actually I'm not sure it must be available again. bn.com, Definitely Amazon. And Amazon also lets you choose the primary marketplace. So um, my books in English are, are all .com, but um, the books I do in other languages, like Italian or Swedish or Dutch, I do like Italian is Amazon.it. I make that the primary market for that. Or Netherlands NL or Sweden Amazon.se kind of thing. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I will throw in that when I was researching your books in Canada, I would click, you know, because I followed one of your links. So it went to Amazon.com. And when I was looking at one of the books, it said, uh, this is not available. And so I went, oh, this is curious. So I changed the .com to .ca, which is how uh -huh. I shop. Because Amazon knows where you are. There are no secrets yeah. in the world. Um, and boom, everything was available. Oh, okay, good. So, good. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just, they didn't want to, to to deliver from an American whatever to to Canada. It was just, uh, okay. you buy through Canada. Yeah, you buy through All right. Canada. I do need to check. Um, when I'm hitting publish on these books, the very first, you know, just getting each new one on Amazon, the books, the senior workbooks, they've got a lot of color pictures in them. And there's something about Australia and Japan. Now, I'm not sure if they're not available or if they're available with a different setup or something. I really need to look into that. But again, if you're if you're writing a book that's just words, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's super easy. And your cost. So I sell a lot face to face. I'm out there. I did two markets this past weekend. And I have a regular job and, you know, all that. So I'm always, but I'm always out there meeting the public. Um, that is a good way to make money from your books and not have to pay the Amazon fees. Now you'll have to pay a little bit to get the book. But so uh, my books cost a bit more upfront just because like I said, they're big and the colors and they're thick and all that. But the, 
But if you have just a, a, a thin-ish black and white book, you know, it's only going to cost you a few dollars. And then when you go out and sell it in person, you can sell it for whatever you want. So that's a good way to, and, you know, people will stop and talk to you at your booth. And, oh boy, I get some really interesting people. Um, <laughs> when I have my table set up, you know, oh, my mom does this or, you know, that kind of thing. Or, or I get it. I had to take care of my dad, you know, all that kind of, you know, people, it's affecting a lot of people. You know, 20, 2025, your goal uh, is to have group therapy sessions right. for all the caregivers that need to unload. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> I could have just like circle time when I'm doing yeah. these markets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was checking the time over there in case you're wondering why I keep on leaning over there. I have three monitors, so there's always something going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. What's with macaroni and cheese? Hmm? uh you mean a craft dinner no okay yeah okay. <laughs> Katie, if it's kd it's kd sure <laughs> what's with it yeah do you like kd craft dinner i do you know i don't get to eat it as much now that i live with an italian but <laughs> or i i you know I, I don't think he's ever tried like that kind of mac i actually or, i don't even know if he's ever had macaroni and cheese but i love it you know um okay on your our... on your facebook i dig i because i i try to ask every one of my guests oh that picture personal question that that picture okay i know what you're talking about now folks if you want to go to uh society31.com that is a really neat site where artists can upload their stuff and put it on curtains and clocks and all that and like proper artists it's really good stuff and, you know, I was just fumbling around one day on Facebook and this ad came up for that on a clock. And it's this lady and she's sort of macaroni and cheese and she's draped over a spoon. It's it sounds way more suggestive. Well, I guess it is kind of. But it's it's like, you know, and she's like and then she's got this cheese sauce and everything. This is what you're talking about, right? I yeah, guess. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> that could have been a heck of a tangent. Um, <laughs> but I just found this picture and I just had to have it. and then. You know, I, I I don't know. I just put it up for, uh, I think I had it as my profile picture for a while, uh, just because I just love this picture so much. So, it, you know, and I'm supporting an artist somewhere, you know, someone like me who probably, you know, has a really great thing going, but just, it's just not take it off yet. So I just, yeah, I, I just love that website. Okay. It, they have so much fun stuff. I, I had a photographer come in earlier today, a little lo a local photographer she's just getting started so we're kind of helping each other out and because I needed uh author photos and she's like oh I love your curtains I'm like oh my god go to society 31 <laughs> <laughs> well this. because it's a bit of an avatar or it looked like a bit of an avatar I was thinking oh my god is this something that Facebook is doing that we don't know about but that's hilarious oh, that I'll cool. put I'll put the link to yeah, uh, cool. in, in the show notes that's great <laughs> Right. And it's not me in the picture. It's, it's just a picture I found. And I really oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. I was wanting some, some juicy scoop here, but um, talk, to, oh. talk to me in here. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Where do we find you on the World Wide Web? I am the, the easiest place to find me and then to see a little video about what I do and why I do it and events that I'll be at and all that would be seniorworkbooks.com. 
amazingly that hadn't been taken already <laughs> so, oh, that's good. and then um everywhere you know um insta tiktok facebook it's all senior workbooks the my company name is cerebrate c-e-r-e-b-r-a-t yeah. like celebrate but with an r and that means to use your brain so perfect. So celebrate senior workbooks. If you Google it, you'll see that. And and like I said, um, you might see things that say Barb Jotty. That's my my name. But the books are written under Barbara Schnarr, S C H N A R R, and that's like I said to honor my dad. So yeah, great. Okay, website okay. link is in the show notes. And okay. there'll be a whole bunch of links now that we've had this conversation <laughs> on your page at our website. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I'll link it all up too. Yeah, okay, this is exciting. Great. So okay. I'm just trying oh, I'm just trying to think if you're in the northern Michigan area, you'll see me around. I, I'm I'm starting to get a little traction. I'm in a couple stores. Oh, I just I just got into a store in Connecticut. So I'm really excited about that. If you're a retailer, you can go and you and you use fair.com, F-A-I-R-E. They've got some wholesale prices there. I I've got, you know, if you have a elder care center or you want to order books of more than eight, contact me. We'll hook you up with the wholesale prices. You don't need a marketing manager. You're doing just fine on your own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, if you have thoughts on today's show, talk to us. Leave comments where you're listening or if you're listening at the Boomer Woman's podcast at boomwithabang.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page and talk to us there. Or if you've got some questions for Barb that I didn't ask or something caught your attention under the la or over the laughter, uh, ask it in the comments. I'll get you an answer. Leave stars and reviews where you can. They do help us grow. Share this episode with everyone you know who has a senior in their life. If you have a senior in your life, buy them at least one. The other thing that I saw, you, I we taught while well, we talked about this, the other thing I saw a lot of during my career in elder care was sitting in silence because the younger person didn't know what to talk about. Now, you and I just finished discussing that. Any one of Barb's yeah. books would give you all sorts of things to chat about or look up. I, I can't tell you how often I go to see a client and I take my tablet and something comes up and it's like, well, we can look that up. So, That's smart. Barbara Schnarjati. Thank you for being my guest today and telling us about your amazing books. And yeah, it sounds like you're on a roll. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. This is so dear and close to my heart. And I just, I just want to help as many people as I can. Yeah. Have a great rest of week. Bye.